Welcome to the RF Elements Unlicensed Podcast. I'm Caleb Murr. This is Tassos Papadopoulos. What's going on, man? What's happening, Caleb? How are you? Doing good. Living the dream. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I like, I like my new last name. I kind of like Papadopoulos. That sounds kind of cool. It's a very kind of cool vibe to it, you know? So, um, I want to run out of names here quickly. I might have to start looking it up on Wiki, but we'll see how long we can keep this going. There's, there's, a, there's a long, long line of Greek last names that you can uh, you could probably use in, in all future episodes. Yeah, that my hillbilly self can pronounce. We'll see. We'll see. So, <laughs> what you been up to, man? Uh, you know, same old, same old, man. Keeping busy. Just uh, the daily grind. The daily grind. Very cool. Yeah, I've been doing the same. Uh, enjoying our false fall. Bitching that last time. But we had a one really beautiful weekend of fake fall here. So, it looks like we've got another one on deck. I am super excited. My favorite time of the year. So Yeah, it's, it's starting here, too, as well. I mean, we, we were like in the high 60s in the morning, which is good because we've been in the kind of mid to upper 70s every morning. So, it's starting to come. And actually, I was watching the news today, and I, I saw it this morning. Like, ooh, it's going to be, you know, in the 60s today. And I, I thought about you. I thought about you. I was like, hey, that's, <laughs> this, is, this is a Texas, you know, false, you know, uh, fall coming and stuff like that so i'm excited too i didn't need my hoodie this weekend but i did wash it i'm like let me just get this thing uh ready for ready for action here so you we'll gotta see. prep you gotta prep you gotta, gotta prep, prep. Uh, that's funny so y'all we're gonna cut to the chase and get to the main heart of the episode here we have a very exciting episode we have our first guest so yay yay i'm excited uh, assuming we don't totally botch this up. So intending to have our first guest. So joining us here is Claude Aiken, who is the president and CEO of WISPA. And we thought it'd be a really good opportunity to talk to him uh, with WISPA Palooza coming up, the big Vegas show that, you know, we've been spending a ton of work planning. Everybody knows this coming. Everyone's pumped. So we thought it'd be a good opportunity to bring him on and talk about what the show means for the industry for WISPA and him in particular. So with that said, let's bring him in. All right, Claude, what's going on, man? What's happening? You know what? We're, uh, we're staying busy. Lots of things going on at WISPA, but, uh, most, one of the things that's taking up a lot of time these days is, uh, prepping for WISPA Palooza, which is coming up. So very excited about that. That it is definitely the, the biggest show of the year in our industry by far gets bigger every year. Um, how many, how many folks do you think are signed up for this show this year? Gosh, it's it's always hard to tell because our our folks tend to sign up a little bit later. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that is. Um, and, and I think it's gotten worse because of the pandemic. But I mean, 2019, we had about 2,500 people. So we're hoping for something, something around that, uh, you know, COVID always kind of throws a little bit of a wrench into things. But uh, that's that's what we're shooting for, at least. Okay. Well, before we get too deep into the conversation, talking about Wispapalooza and Wispa shows in general, um, for those of you who don't know Claude, this is an excellent opportunity for him to introduce himself. And if you would kind of give us some history uh, of your sort of work with Wispa, kind of what Wispa's doing. And then from there, we can just sort of lean on to lean into what these shows mean for the industry and Wispa in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I think if you're, if you're a Wisp, Particularly a WISP in the United States, you hopefully at least know who WISPA is. Uh, we're the association uh, that was started by WISP, represents the fixed wireless industry. But I think as as our industry continues to grow and evolve, I think we're we're 
think the way we kind of frame ourselves now is, is we represent entrepreneurs and innovators in, in the broadband space. We've been around since about 2004 is when we first got started. Uh, the shows started happening a few years after that. Uh, I, I was brought on board kind of mid 2018 after about a decade at, at the FCC to kind of really amp up our, our advocacy and, and public affairs work at, at WISPA. And I think I'm really proud to say that I think we've done a, not to toot, toot our own horn, but I think we've done a pretty, <laughs> pretty good job. Uh, we, we were doing some calculations last year and just last year alone, in terms of some of the, the advocacy victories we were able to have on behalf of WISP, We've generated over a billion dollars worth of value for for the industry uh, in terms of government affairs wins. So, for a, a relatively small player in in DC, I mean, we're we're kind of we kind of are are the industry that we represent. We we're nimble, we're small, we're low budget, uh, but we get the job done at the end of the day. So that's that's kind of a little bit who who Wispa is, and and a little bit about about who I am and. Uh, and where we are right now. That's great. I mean, the advocacy efforts that you guys are doing are just fantastic. And we're, we're so much more effective than what we've been able to do over the years. And it's been super important with all the developments with things like CBRS and then the move yeah. to six gig when that eventually goes through fingers crossed, uh, you know, soon, soon, soon uh, that we keep hearing. <laughs> right. So, but well, you know, those, the- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The uh, I was actually just going to jump in there. It sounds like uh, the FCC is going to be taking up some stuff on six gig uh, next month. So uh, fingers crossed that that's good, and we're engaging on that already. Very nice. No, fantastic. So you know, and those are the big wins. But there's so much other sort of smaller things in the background. A lot of people don't really recognize or see a lot of that. So I think it's important to share with uh, your constituency. You know, these efforts and folks know, you know, where their money's going for and where their efforts are going for. So, uh, and of course, Wispapalooza or either one of the Wispa shows are a great opportunity to do so. Um, so good stuff. So these shows, you know, we're, we're talking in this, this uh, episode about these trade shows. So, you know, from a summary perspective, what do they mean for you and what do they mean for Wispa in terms of, you know, the the value that it brings to the industry, the value that it brings to Wispa itself? And then you personally, you know, what are some of the highlights that you think are uh, a big thing to point out here, especially for those who haven't been to one of these shows? We've had a lot of new users we've talked to recently uh, with that are working with us. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of first time people, especially with it not being able to be in person last year. There's going to be a lot of new faces. So what would what would they expect? Expect to see on their first big Wispa show. Yeah, so I, I think I'll take it a little bit in, in reverse order and kind of the way that, that you mentioned it. You know, coming from the government background that, that I did, the folks that I tended to hear the most from, and, and I did hear from Wispa a little bit, but you tend to think of the, the broadband industry as, as the Comcast, the AT&Ts, the Verizons, like those are the broadband players. They've been around for since time immemorial <laughs> and, and they're huge. But I, I showed up at a, at a WISPA show and you, you go to the session that we usually have every single show, which is like WISP 101. Like, how do you start a broadband business? And, and they're like 40 people in the room who have either just started an ISP or are maybe like a year or two in and, and feel like they need to get 
some more education on, on all of the nuts and bolts of, of being in the business. And that was just amazing for me to see and to be able to get into that session and be like, hey, this is what you need to know from, from a government perspective, uh, from a business perspective, from marketing. We, we try to cover just about everything. And, and that's just one of the, the hundreds of sessions that, that we have. I mean, at the end of the day, WISPA is a nonprofit. And so that means we're, we're mission driven to, to advance this industry and to do the, the best that we can to advocate for and educate uh, this industry. And a big way that we do that is through our two big trade shows, Wisp America in the spring, and then the bigger one, Wispapalooza in, in the fall. And the goal there is just to try to bring everyone in the industry together to learn as much as they can within a short period of time about every single aspect of what it means to be running an ISP, whether it's from the latest developments in spectrum policy in DC to how do you manage HR to how do you market your services? We, we try to cover a little bit of everything. So, uh, and the best feedback that we get at the end of the day is from new folks in the industry or even folks who've been in the industry for a while who were like, Oh my gosh, my head hurts after a week <laughs> at, uh, at a Wispa show. And it's not just because they've had a good time and stayed out a little bit too late, but because they come back with so much knowledge about that they're looking to apply to their ISP to grow, to do a better job serving their customers. Uh, and, and that's just the education side. We, we also try to bring, bring along folks like uh, yourselves here at RF Elements, have a big trade show floor so they can see the latest and greatest in gear, uh, and and just be able to see what kind of cutting edge services and equipment that they can put into to their business to to make it better. I mean, because at the end of the day, I think my goal for the organization is to help our members <laughs> make their lives a little bit easier and their businesses a little bit better. And that's at the end of the day what we what we try to accomplish regardless of what it is. And we try to do a lot of that through the trade shows. Well, that's, I mean, that's definitely, you know, some of the big value of it for sure. So, and especially the sessions, the sessions are so beneficial, especially when you're new. And it's kind of funny. I saw someone post the other day. They're like, uh, I need to be in three places at one time to you know, pick up all these sessions. There's so much to learn. And they're like, well, just bring, bring more staff. And he was like, but it's only me. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of people in that position. Um, but it is great to see like, you know, over the years I've been coming to these for a shoot, however long they've been, I've been, you know, wearing one hat or the other. And it's been great to see where, you know, it used to be one guy. And then over the years it's two or the next thing you know, they walk up with a team, they've got eight or 10 folks there because they've grown and they're bringing everyone they can. So, you know, it's been great to watch not only the industry grow as a whole, but the individual companies and the friends that you've made over the years for sure. So, yeah, that's definitely uh, a, a very exciting part uh, for myself as well. Just like, uh, Caleb, you know, I've been to every Wispapalooza. I may have worn different hats in attending there, not always with RF Elements, but for sure to see the growth that, uh, you know, Wispa has had and, and more in detail in the actual Wisps themselves, right? You can see some of these small companies who have become much larger companies and, and just to watch all the growth organically for a lot of this stuff is uh, really exciting, really exciting to see. 
Yeah, it, it really is. And like I said, I, I've been at this uh, a lot less long than, than either of, of y'all have in, in this space, but it is really, it, it's so exciting to see this and to see how, gosh, I think I just saw on Facebook the, the other day, someone was posting pictures from a Wispa show 10 years ago and <laughs> the hair color looks a little bit different on some of the folks in, in, in I, I had hair. I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it, that was cool to see, you know, that was like a single room event with a couple of tabletops outside from some of the vendors, some of whom are still, still around, some of whom, whom aren't. But then to come in and see a show that's several thousand strong uh, with like a hundred vendors in booths on the show floor, just it is a testament to the fantastic work that this industry has done in, in connecting the unconnected, right? Because like you, like you were saying, it's, it's because of the success of WISPA's members and, and the attendees at, uh, at the shows that that we are where we are are today and i mean the shows do drive a lot of revenue for wispa which then gets plugged back into helping the industry further but it, it's just awesome to see how far folks have come in uh, in such a relatively short period of time in in counting in isp years right <laughs> i think caleb caleb and i have started like dating ourselves pre or post POE, right? So were, were you oh in the industry God. before POE was even around or after, you know? Now <laughs> POE is everything, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We're like, at some point, we're just going to be sitting on our rocking chairs on the porch, just shaking our fish. Yeah, kids don't know anything. So, <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, that's great. So when I think about these shows, you know, I, I've always been on the exhibit side of things, but you know, that's, that's my big view, uh, and the adventure that is, but you know, I think obviously from a, a beneficial perspective, you know, you've got the sessions, which you've talked about, which are really important. The exhibit hall uh, is always a good time. Um, a lot of folks don't realize that the exhibit hall doesn't really hard close in that middle session. So if they're not in sessions, that's always a good opportunity where things kind of die down a little bit and come talk to us. So, you know, from a manufacturing perspective, the exhibit hall is great because you get to meet a lot of people face to face and put names to faces. And it's just so much easier to communicate, you know, two people talking versus online or over a, a video chat or something. Uh, there's lots of opportunities to sort of flex on the competition, you know, a little friendly flexing every now and then is good. Uh, do a little sneaking around, do a little poking around, uh, product launches, you know, most weeks people normally do their product launches this time of year. So we may have a little something, something to show the, the, the folks out there, which will be fun. So and, uh, you know, the variety, what's really struck me over the last several shows is the variety of vendors that have come in. So, you know, like those old pictures you showed, it used to just be, you know, a handful of manufacturers and the distributors, small setups, and that's grown a lot. But I think one of the big benefits to the exhibit hall floor that I've seen is the influx of accessory manufacturers and things like that. And they're able to not only see how big, you know, that we are and take the industry as a whole a lot more 
are serious, but it's also an opportunity to reach people that they don't have good in reaches for. So, you know, things like um, cable manufacturers, jumper manufacturers, uh, things like cold shrink, you know, a few years ago, no one knew what cold shrink was in our industry. And now everybody does because they came to a show and everyone's like, this is super cool stuff. Yeah, um, even even uh, services providers and stuff like that, VoIP providers and, um, <clears throat> you know, network management providers and all these other uh, different types of software support services for running WISPs uh, is something you really didn't see except for maybe just like the one management software that, you know, was kind of running the mill back in the day. And now it's it's really exploded. It's really exploded. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have to really give a shout out to uh, to Gary Helmers on, on our staff because, it, you know, it's not organic that all these folks show up. And, and we try to <laughs> think of, I mean, so for some of y'all, I mean, RF Elements, you're there every time. So fantastic. Love you. Thank you for showing up. But we also try to say, okay, what do we think would be the most beneficial to attendees to, to show up? Or where are we lacking? And then try to say, hey, let's let's fill a niche there with like, oh my gosh, VoIP is becoming a really big deal. Let's try to get some VoIP folks in, in with booths so that... Uh, our, our members and attendees can can talk to those folks. Uh, so it, it takes a lot of work to put this all together, uh, and hopefully it doesn't look like a lot of work once folks are folks are there. But uh, yeah, big, big shout out to the WISPA staff for all the all the work that they do in putting these things together. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely, definitely. And that's you know like some of the I think the behind the scenes secret sauce stuff that you guys do is very. Uh, you know, important and people would really like to know about. Like, I mean, I had no idea that that's what Gary did. And 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 you guys, uh, you know, as WISPA actually, you know, put time and effort into trying to bring in these different types of, you know, sources and, and different types of providers and, and what have you. What other kind of uh, things that, you know, WISPA does kind of behind the scenes that maybe, you know, the industry doesn't know, know about? Well, you know, I, I think... And, and again, I said I, I came back from a, from a background that didn't necessarily have large scale events in it. So just the amount of effort that goes into putting on one of these and the, the staff time that it takes to, to answer questions and to just put together the the event website to negotiate with the venues to uh to do things like that it, it's an incredible uh, amount of work uh to just make this happen and you know i hear some, some from some folks like man it's that's expensive and it's like well that's because we have to pay for a lot of stuff on on our end as well and, and we try to keep our pricing pretty on the lower end of what we see other folks doing, because we recognize, look, our, our industry is are, are the entrepreneurs, the innovators, the bootstrappers. We want to make sure it's cost effective for folks to to attend. But uh, at, at the end of the day, it, it's all about trying to put together, like I said, the the an experience for folks that's going to be beneficial to their business across the board whether you're talking the sessions whether you're talking about the after hours stuff where you're talking about the the exhibit hall uh and, and then also using it to to showcase the the best of our industry to folks who might not otherwise be familiar like intentionally trying to bring in folks from government to to see this because i mean i was talking to to an fcc commissioner that we we had come in to to one of the shows and 
And, and their comment was like, wow, I never knew how big this industry was. Because uh, I mean, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, like th they hear from from the big guys all the time because they have the, you know, the fifty person lobbying shops that can hit hit those folks every single day of the week. Whereas, uh, it, you know, especially when I started, it was it was just me, it yeah. was just Claude <laughs> uh, running around trying to the only wisp of staffer to try to meet with these folks. I know what that's like, but but just trying to that kind of exposure and saying like these, these ISPs, these vendors, this is, this is a big deal. And these are the folks who are connecting the folks who you are most worried about connecting and providing competition in areas where you're most worried about having competition. It just, it, it's a multifaceted thing that, that we are trying to accomplish with, with these shows, both from a education and then as well as a public affairs standpoint too. Yeah. A lot, a lot of stuff going on that uh, people don't realize. And I think you're right. I mean, a lot of people seem to think that it's just some cookie cutter thing that you flip a switch, pay some money and all this, all these people come together and all these things happen. And it's really not the case. It takes, it takes a lot of money, a lot of time. And a lot of energy and you guys have done a, a fantastic job of pulling it off what seems like practically flawless every time i'm not trying to you know you know <laughs> seem like love or anything like that i mean but honestly it's it's a huge thing i, I have a, a a very small understanding of what it's like to put these little things together and what you guys do is just it's incredible it's incredible that it works every year so far so yeah and, and again i just have to say hats off to the wispa staff and all of our contractors and everything to who who come together to make this happen it's a big part of what we do uh just to try to help advance our industry i know we changed our booth layout about three different times so sorry gary um <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's all that stuff you know you've got however many manufacturers and of course you know they all think they're the biggest and baddest and need all this stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of cats to wrangle for sure, for sure. So, um, one of the other things I want to talk about here is the training vendor training. So there's a lot of good opportunity. And, you know, I think when folks are new to this, they don't realize that there's a lot going on, you know, the, the weekend before they just look, look at the official hours. Okay. Tuesday through Thursday or whatever it may be. Um, but don't realize that there are so many other opportunities for the vendor trainings and stuff. So, um, what's your input on that? Yeah, I think that's, a, that's a really good point. Caleb. Uh, and it's one of the things that I think we honestly could do a better job communicating because we advertise the trade show. Uh, and those are the dates. This is the, this is the room block. This is when you need to come. But to your point, there's all these other folks, uh, the distributors, manufacturers, service providers who, who provide uh, training and other things around the show in the days before, the days after, the evenings during, uh, and trying to keep track of that can, can be <laughs> its own challenge in and of itself. Uh, you know, I just saw, saw a, a notice today about one of our distributors who is, who is doing training uh, on, on Monday. And, you know, I, that kind of, uh, is, is interesting because we also have sessions there, but you know, that's putting that aside there, there is a lot of that, that, that goes on and it changes, uh, changes from show to show. There's some folks who show up there regularly and, and do it. Uh, a lot of the distributors have some fantastic, uh, very technical training stuff to, to complement some of the higher level stuff that we do, uh, at the show. Some of it's for a fee, some of it's free, 
But I, I would just encourage folks to who, who are thinking of going to reach out to their the people they do business with and be like, hey, have you got anything going on during during Wispapalooza? Uh, because there there really is a lot. And, uh, and like I said, it's 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 before, during and after. Uh, and it, it's great to see the, the show grow to the point where we have all of this ancillary stuff that's going on. Uh, outside of it too. Again, it's just an indication of how how this industry has grown and and gotten larger. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, the and I've done several sessions and everything, and it's just a wonderful opportunity to be able to gather, you know, a big part of your customer base, which is typically spread very thin across the whole nation. When they're in one city, it's like, hey, everybody, come here, let's let's jump on top of this. So, um, but that sort of leads in too. So. You know, a lot of times when people are new and they're like, well, what's, what's the real benefits? And, you know, yeah, you've got the training. Yeah, you've got the sessions, which are super important. Come to the exhibitors and stuff. But if I think if I had to summarize the, the one most important thing that people can gain from the shows, honestly, it's the networking side of things. You know, being able to meet people that are in your same position, have lived your same pains, and can kind of understand where you're coming from. And what I like to say is commiserate and celebrate right so you know these, these set of problems that a lot of these folks are relatively unique and they probably don't really have a lot of they can share with in their peer group whether it be a side job or their family or church or something like that so um i think it's a really good opportunity to for people to meet and learn from each other and that's, that's so important yeah I, I wholeheartedly agree and that's in addition to some of the other things that's the official programming that's some of the value that that we really see folks uh, talk about over and over is, is just the ability to sit down with somebody and say like, Hey, this is my problem. And then it's like, no way I solved that problem just a year ago. <laughs> Here's how I did it. Uh, that's one of the things that's really cool about this segment of the industry that I've found is not necessarily the same across other telecom sectors is just the willingness to share information and knowledge and to just help each other out. I mean, you see that uh, in times of nat the natural disasters where you'll see wisps in an area come and help help a, a fellow wisp rebuild their network. That kind of that same ethos come comes across in in the events as well, where people are, are so willing to share. Hey. Uh, you want to learn how to do a little bit of fiber. This is how I got into it. This is what you need to buy. Uh, this is <laughs> don't do the drop this way, do it this way. <laughs> uh, or it, it, from, and, and that's just one example, but, uh, just the, the networking, the, the knowledge gathering at the bar after the sessions are over, uh, is just a huge compliment to, uh, to what we see going on in the uh, official side of, of the show as well. Yeah, I think that's something that's really <clears throat> kind of underrated and, and, and not really thought about when people consider, you know, what do I get out of WISPA? Why should I join? And for me, the, the social networking and the putting a, you know, a face to a voice or an email, that's one of the, the greatest things uh, about these shows that, that I really enjoy. And like you said, you, you actually create a, a kind of a brotherhood and sisterhood of WISPs and people who are willing to work. And, you know, it wasn't too long ago that the, the WISP industry was somewhat 
fragmented in that case. And every WISP saw every other WISP as, you know, their competitor and blah, blah, blah. And now I think the industry is starting to realize that, you know, we're much stronger together. And, uh, you know, again, if we can kind of come in and, and work together, you know, we really have, let's say, another, you know, enemy you know, that, that we really have to we have to, to work together in order to, you know, bridge that divide and uh, and, and really put up a, a united front. And yeah, you know, the, the disaster recovery stuff, the way WISPs just, you know, selflessly go in there and and donate their time, uh, their employees, uh, their equipment and all these other things to try and help out a WISP that, you know, might be in a whole other state, never mind, you know, one county over or something like that is, is quite amazing. And, and I've, I've, you know, I've never seen anything like that either. And you certainly don't see that uh, in the, in the bigger companies that are out there. Uh, so yeah, it's very unique and, and something that's extremely valuable to, I think anybody who's considering joining WISPA, that alone is, uh, speaks, you know, mounds for, you know, what you get out of it. Yeah, I, and I agree. I mean, that's one of the messages that I, I always try to uh, get across to folks in, in the industry who are saying, well, to, you know, to your point, Toss, it's like, well, why why should I join WISPA? It, it's, it's the community. It's a whole host of other benefits. I mean, one of the big ones that folks like to use a lot is the discounts on the events, but we're also standing up a lot of other stuff in terms of education outside of the events, uh, regulatory guidance documents, technical reports on spectrum, uh, health insurance, discount programs, all sorts of things that you, you get access to. Uh, but I think the, at, at the heart, it's, it's the community, right? It's, uh, I, I hear sometimes from, from WISPs who, who are kind of on the outside looking in and say, well, you know, I would really join WISPA if, if you did this. And, you know, I, I understand that. And, and it's always good feedback for me when we're trying to think of, okay, well, what's the next big thing that, that we can do as an organization to better support the, the, the entirety of the industry. But at the end of the day, we're, we're stronger together. Uh, and if you end up joining, that gives us more resources and, and more know-how to be able to do the next big thing. Because, uh, I, I hear sometimes from folks who say, well, you know, we, we would like WISPA to do this. But at the end of the day, it, we all are WISPA. Uh, WISPA is not just the WISPA staff. It is every single member and every single employee at all of those members and all the things that they bring to the table. And if we're able to leverage all of that collectively as, as an industry, uh, all those resources and all of that know-how, man, uh, what, what we can accomplish. And we're starting, and we're seeing that, right? Like it's a lot of these volunteers who have a great idea and, and, and the willingness to get it done. Uh, I, I think of like the folks who volunteer for our agenda committee, kind of coming back to the shows, it's, it's a group of operators that come up with the sessions, uh, in, in consultation with the, the WISPA staff, but it, it really is, the quality of the content at the shows is driven by WISPA members themselves. So the, the more people we get in, the stronger we are as a whole industry. It's very well put. You know, you, you keep up explaining things like that. Someone might actually let you run the place for a bit. So <laughs> fingers crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> You're like, Oh no, no, just kidding. 
So, no, that's great info. So, I think the last uh, couple things here, um, those that maybe went to the show in Dallas earlier this year, the Wisp of America, um, Mm -hmm. and haven't been to the Wisp of Palooza show in Vegas, what would you summarize as being the major differences between those two shows? Sure. So, the Wisp of America one tends has historically tended to be a little bit more uh, technical, a little bit more focused on the nuts and bolts of, of running a, a network. Uh, and, and Wispapalooza has just a little bit more well-rounded content that, that goes beyond just purely, uh, you know, <laughs> what, what radios and antennas should you use? What, what's the difference between, uh, using POE and not using POE for, <laughs> to go back to our earlier conversation. Uh, and, and Wispapalooza it is just generally larger, right? So, uh, Wisp America is about half the size in terms of attendees and exhibitors as Wispapalooza. So it, Wisp America is a little bit more of a boutique feel. It's a little bit smaller show, maybe a little bit better opportunity to uh, to spend a little bit more quality time with with a couple of your friends. Wispapalooza is just it's huge uh, by by comparison. It's about two two to three times the size of of Wisp America. Uh, so, and we also have a couple of additional pieces of programming. Uh, we have like a, a CEO roundtable for chief executives at all of the at all of the ISPs that attend to talk about their problems, what they're seeing coming down the pike, uh, as well as a, a like a CTO roundtable as well. So there's like a couple of different pieces of programming that we offer at Wispapalooza just by virtue of having more space and, and more time. Uh, but it's definitely the one, the bigger of the two shows, and and that means there's there's a lot more to see and do. Uh, and as you also mentioned, that where a lot of the the manufacturers will tend to time some of their product launches uh, to to also get that out there to to the bigger audience. So those are a couple of the couple of differences between the two events. Yeah, that's that's very well put. You know, the Vegas shows, you know, I think are a little bit more fun from a socialization and networking perspective, but that's always been sort of the side that we're on, you know, promoting our business. And there's a lot of uh distractions in Vegas. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. So just a few. you know, if just a few, a few flashing lights and things like that. So um it is good for the if you're bringing a bigger group, you know, sometimes it's a lot easier to maybe get the brass like, hey, you know, why don't you guys come out? Let's go out here as a group and then they can focus on having a good time. You can focus on the business side or whatever that is. So, you know, I always try to tell people if you can make it to both, certainly do. Uh, it is flexible with the spring show because it does move around the different locations, whereas this one's always in the Vegas show is always the Vegas show. So right. uh, we are in a new venue this year, though. So that's exciting. We are. We are for the, for the small number of folks who were able to show up in, in 2020, you got a little bit of a preview. Oh yeah. Tossus was there. Um, but it's, it's at the Paris and Bally's this year. So on the strip, uh, new, new premier location, uh, which we're super excited about. 
it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun. Uh, we got a lot more space, and uh, the the digs are a little bit better than at the Rio. So looking forward to that as well. <laughs> no comment. No comment. So, yeah. Moving on. Next um, next subject. Let's go. <laughs> So now, as always, it seems like every Vegas trade show, no matter whether this industry or the others, that the hotel room is always about seven or 8,000 feet away from where the exhibit hall is. So I don't know if that's the case this time or not. You know, it's, it's actually a little bit closer. Uh, the, we, we actually, our event staff went and walked it out and it's closer <laughs> than it was at the, at the Rio. So you so, can, depending on whether that's a good or bad thing from your perspective, if you're trying to get exercise, sorry, you might have to do a little bit of a workout on, on the other side. But if you're, if you're trying to, if you're going for ease of, uh, of getting to where you need to go, this is, this is where you need to be. Yeah. I guess there'll be less people renting those little rascals and stuff that they always see at the shows, <laughs> the little motorized carts to drive around this year. Yep. Yep. Yes, indeed. It was always the, or fun planning. All right, we're going to go to dinner. Well, I got to go change shirts real quick. I'll be right back. And you're like, well, that's a 45 minute journey. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. So, uh, and then I think of course, you know, kind of to wrap this up, uh, the whole COVID situation is obviously you know, a big question in everyone's mind, you know, and we know it's an extremely dynamic scenario, you know, it's changing constantly, mm-hmm. but you know, I think we're we're really lucky that we were able to have the show in person this year at all. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, is there anything you want to speak to in terms of some of the precautions or to ease people's concerns they may have? Sure. So, yeah, I mean, it is absolutely something that we have spent a lot of extra cycles uh, thinking through, dealing with. Uh, it, it is a little bit challenging because some the situation tends to change on a pr- pretty regular basis. So, I mean, we've put in place a, a pretty significant laundry list of precautions that we're taking from uh, copious hand sanitizer to some, uh, some cleaning methods that we're asking the event staff to use to uh, trying to give folks a little bit more space than they may have in the past. And then on top of that, we're following all of the, the all of the state local venue guidelines, uh, which will will hopefully set some folks uh, at ease. But uh, we're we're committed to having an in-person event uh, for all the reasons that, that we we talked about, right? It's the, I think we've all, found out over the course of the past year and a half that nothing really beats in-person networking, chatting, uh, sharing of, of information. And I think a lot of us have been, uh, at least some of the folks on the more extroverted side of things have felt, <laughs> felt a little bit uh, left out there. If, if you're just happy at sitting at your computer pounding away all day long, then maybe you've been doing really well. But for folks like myself and uh, for some of the folks on the sales staff at some of our uh, our vendors, I know it's been pretty hard. Um, but at, at the end of the day, we're committed to having a, a fun and and safe event. Uh, we we're likely going to to see uh, we're we're going to send out a, a a know before you go kind of email a little bit closer to just because so many of these uh, requirements tend to be in flux uh, to kind of give people an expectation of, of what to expect. I mean, currently the, the gaming commission is requiring venues to have 
have masks for in-person event. That's likely going to hold. That could change, uh, but that's that's where we are right now. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's still still in flux, but uh, we're we're committed to tr to communicating as much as we know when we know it's uh, and and trying to have a, a a fantastically fun event, but also a safe one. And thankfully, we've we've had experience doing this, right? So we had a small event in, in October of, of last year, no known COVID transmission through that one. Same thing for our spring event there. So whatever we've been doing so far seems to have, have been working, which gives us a lot of confidence going into this, this event in the fall that we'll be able to pull off something that everybody can feel comfortable with, uh, but also can folks can have a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. So I will say the, Based on how the crowd was feeling at Wisp of America, like there was a lot of people that were very excited to be out. And I think there's going to be yeah. a lot more of that this year. So I think the, the energy is going to be there. And we've got some new folks that look like they're going to be coming out with us this time. So we're like, you know, you might want to prepare, like hydrate, get some vitamins because it's <laughs> uh, people are excited. So that's that's Definitely. always a good thing. Definitely. Well, that sort of fills out my little list of bullet points that, you know, main topics we wanted to hit. Uh, Claude, is there anything else that you want to cover or bring up or anything like that? No, this has been fantastic. Thank you all for both both for having me on and, and chatting about the, the events and what, what WISPA does. And uh, I, I try to be as, as accessible as possible for, for all of our members. So I, I share, share my phone number and email address pretty regularly. So if you have thoughts or want to reach out about just about anything, give me a shout. All right, man. Well, we, we really appreciate your time, especially uh, it's kind of gamble for you. This is a relatively new setup for us, so maybe not real sure what you're rocking into, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll send you a copy of this before we post it so you can Fantastic. check it out and make sure that we just don't totally just botch everything. So, <laughs> Judging by the intro graphics, I, I mean, I think y'all are clearly a very slick and professional operation here. So Thanks. Well, a production's great. There's two yapping <laughs> fools in the middle that we're still working on, but uh, we'll see what we can do about that. So, all right. Well, appreciate it, and uh, have a good one, Claude. All right. Have a good one, y'all. Thanks good for seeing you. Me. Thanks, Claude. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was a great conversation. Uh, Claude's always, you know, good to talk to, really informed, and um, really, you know, lives for what WISPA is and what these shows are and everything else. So it was great that we were able to talk to him. So I'm pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. He's a really cool dude. I mean, uh, you know, maybe some people, you know, can't see that uh, and they, they, you know, briefly see him at WISPA and doing his thing and stuff like that and never really uh, get to spend some time with him like we have uh, ourselves recently uh, and in, past shows and stuff so it's really really cool i think for the uh, user base out there and all the whiffs to kind of you know just get a feel for him himself you know yeah and he really is approachable like you said you know during the conversation you know he'll throw throw his contact info out there and you know we've always had great experiences. So, so good times good times well yeah definitely let's look at wrapping this up you got anything you're looking forward to this weekend anything got you pumped up 
No, no. Like I said, you know, just kind of this cool weather. I'm just waiting. I'm kind of like in limbo right now. Uh, you know, uh, I, I really want this cool weather to get here where we're at actually our peak, which I really shouldn't complain because, you know, Texas is usually like a month and a half of a hundred plus degrees <laughs> and stuff like that. And we have like today, tomorrow and uh, the next day, I think to like Monday, we're in the hundreds again uh, for a very brief period. And I think the cool down's coming after that. So so really, I'm kind of in limbo. Uh, I rather just like sit in the AC and wait for summer to be over and then uh, start thinking about, you know, weekends outside and stuff like that. Very cool, very cool. Yep. So we, it'll be really nice here this weekend, and you still have like a decent amount of sunlight, which is really cool. So, like I said, favorite time of year for sure. So, all right, guys. Well, it's time to go. So, if you would please download, listen, like, and subscribe to the podcast, and more importantly, let us know what you think. We need your feedback so we know where to take this thing. So, any sort of feedback is greatly appreciated. We're super easy to find. You can find us uh, on our Art of Elements user groups. We're all over the WIS forums. Uh, also, Caleb at RFElements.com. Toss us at RFElements.com. Super easy to track us down. So, Until then, Toss, you got anything else you want to say? No, that's it, man. Stay horny, everybody. <laughs> All right. Stay horny, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>